0: what's up everybody welcome to words of wisdom podcast where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life i'm jennifer Brienne, and i serve as your podcast host to bring words voice language and freedom to your world it's wednesday so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives what's up everybody welcome to words of wisdom podcast i am your podcast host jennifer brand thank you so much for tuning in i am coming at you today with smoothie and a smile so if you hear me take a sip just ignore me it's really good it's really really good actually um free shout out to um tropical smoothie for doing this fizzing it's so good anyway um So listen, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, again, my name is Jennifer And Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your audience. I appreciate this. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone. If it helps you, allow it to help somebody else. Um, If you are returning, thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming back and I appreciate you for um, letting me know what you want to hear and what you believe. Um, Last week on this podcast, we talked about your clapping season and having to watch others win well this week we are going to talk about winning within because even if you're watching other people win you need to make sure that you're winning within you need to (laughs) feel like i got some bars this morning you still need to make sure that you are winning with you that you are doing the work that it takes necessary for you to meet your preordained predestined divine moment a couple of podcasts ago i talked about god opportunities and being prepared and meeting the moment and so that's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about how do you win within everybody you know likes a quote lauren hill and it says how are you gonna win when you're not right within okay well that's good you know and it makes a lot of sense it's a hit line it's very famous but at the same time what does it mean I think a lot of times we just kind of have these euphemism, euphemisms and colloquialisms and these adages that don't really give us any direction just because they sound good. They feel good. We kind of move on. You know, we leave it for the interpretation of the hearer. But today I want to give you four distinct things that you can do to help you win within. And I've already mentioned one. The first thing that you have to do to win within is preparation. My husband is military, I'm a former athlete, but we were both taught the same thing, that lack of preparation prevents poor performance. And I'm gonna say that again, just in case you've never heard it before. And I know sometimes I talk a little fast, but lack of preparation, or I'm sorry, preparation prevents poor performance. Preparation prevents poor performance, okay? So we don't want you to perform poorly. I need you to understand that whatever stage in life you're working toward, whether that's the promotion, whether that's the degree, the education, um, the business, the building, the book, whatever you're creating, whatever you're desiring, whatever that big vision is. I'm talking to my big visionaries today. You cannot prepare poorly. And that's such a tongue tire, but you cannot prepare poorly because the stage doesn't make the person. All the stage does is expose who the person is. And this is one of those lessons that I had to learn the hard way. Partially, I had to learn the hard way because I didn't have guidance. I didn't have people around me who cared enough or who knew enough, or even if they knew enough, they didn't pour enough, you know, uh, to help me understand that concept. I think that they thought a couple of different things, and this is not to name the blame game, but I did the best for what I knew for where I was. And of course, as you know better, you do better. So as I've learned, I've done a lot better, but in the same respect, you cannot, you cannot prepare poorly and expect to perform well. It doesn't work that way. Um, we can just use the example of being an athlete. I used to play basketball and I know that if I didn't work out, if I didn't lift those weights, if I didn't work on that shot, if I didn't work on the plays, It was not going to just magically come together before game time. Because guess what? When it became game time, I had an opponent who didn't want me to win. So how can you be preparing for you to win within when you have real-life opponents? Your opponent may not be in another jersey that's bigger, stronger, taller, faster. Your opponent might be the next competitor who sells the same thing. Your Your opponent might be the same person who's applying for the same position. Your opponent might be the same person who got the same degree and is applying for that job that you want or who's applying for that assistantship or scholarship. So again, you have to prepare. And preparation is not just like a buzzword. Like everybody knows like, oh yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Okay. Well, what do you have to do? What's your vision and what does it take to make sure that you perform well when your stage comes, when your God opportunity meets that divine perfect moment, what will happen? What will need to have happened before that moment to make sure that you're all that you all that you are, that you know all that you know, that you have and are equipped with everything that you need, that's something for you to know. When I was an athlete, I knew what preparation I needed. I knew what area of my game that I had weaknesses in that my opponent was probably going to try to attack. I knew what areas of my game I had some opportunities in because I was flexible with some secret skills that I could pull out, you know, whether it was shooting left or right or doing certain moves that I only pulled out in a particular situation. I knew some threats that I had. I knew some things that put me ahead of the game and gave me an advantage as well as understanding what gave me a disadvantage. And so all of these areas were areas that I had to prepare in. So my question to you is, what do you have to prepare? What needs to be prepared to be who you want to be and to do what you want to do? That's what we need to know from you. So preparedness is the first thing and preparedness is the most important thing because if you just have this big dream, if you have this big vision, if you have this big idea, if you have this thing that you're after and you're not doing any work, anything to get toward it, it's gonna stay there and you are never gonna meet it and it is never gonna come down to you because if it's that big, if it's that huge of a vision, if it means that much, It's going to take you coming up into who you are and coming up into another level of who you are and where you are to meet that thing. Because I guarantee you, if it's something that you can do now in your own strength, in your own power, in your own respect, it's not big enough. It is not big enough. It's not big enough. You need to stretch your, your horizons. You need to dig a little deeper. You need to be more creative. You need to see that thing in a different way. But if you can do it right now in your own strength, it's not big enough. So it's time to even think next level in your preparation, because even if you're already at a place where you can move and do the thing that you want to do, I'm sure I'm positive that there's another way, that there's another level, that there's somebody greater, there's somebody bigger, there's somebody who can do it 10 times circles around you. I'm sure that there's somebody somewhere who can do it better, bigger, faster, stronger, more efficient. And so that's what you should be striving for in your preparation. Sometimes we need guidance and preparation, as I kind of mentioned before, I didn't want that to sound like I was blaming others because I wasn't. Um, but I did come to learn that there are people around that just simply chose not to help. And that's fine. That happens some life, sometimes in life. But you do need to be guided. What does that mean? Does that mean you need a mentor? Does that mean you maybe need to sign up for a course? Does that mean that you need a a how-to guide, maybe watch a YouTube video, what does that mean for you and for your preparation for what you're trying to go to, what you're trying to grow into? What does it mean? Find out, get connected, and let's do it, all right? The second thing, after preparation, I think this is so important. Remember, we're talking about winning within, right? So we're doing and focusing on kind of an inner work here. And I think this is so important, um, in lines of preparation. A part of this is preparation, but you need a strategy. What's the plan? How are you going to get there? What steps are you taking? Has somebody done this before who can tell you what steps they took to get to where they are? Can you follow the path of their wisdom? Are you doing something that's never been done before? Okay, that's wonderful, but that still doesn't mean that you should approach it strategically. That doesn't mean that you should just be working willy-nilly out of thin air. Let's see what's already been done. Sometimes we try to do things and we really don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, I think you work doubly hard on something that may already be taxing, um, strenuous, maybe sometimes stressful, confusing by trying to reinvent a path that's already been laid out. So the question is, what's the strategy? And, And I use the word strategy because strategy has an outcome, right? When you're moving strategically towards something, um, working in something like that is a specific plan of action that will render you for sure results. Now, again, some of the entrepreneurs and big visionaries who are listening, it may be hard to think of or to design a strategic plan of action toward a goal that's never been done before. But I can tell you that some of the steps to get to that goal may already be done. For instance, maybe you wanna start a business. Maybe you have an invention or maybe you have this vision of doing something in, in some way that's never been done before. Okay, well, there are some steps that are already laid out, for instance, Um, legalizing your business for tax purposes, um, streamlining customers and clients, um, handling transactions, deciding different price points for different services, skills, and products. So you don't have to think of everything all new and you don't have to start everything necessarily from scratch. So use your resources. If you don't have some resources, hey, big visionary, hey, dreamer, this is a great time to network. Find out who in your life is doing something remotely near what you already are doing or wanting to do or find out who needs to be in your life. And I think that's one of the key things that I've done to separate myself. I don't always necessarily look around my life. I say, who do I need in my life? What do I need in my life? And I begin praying on that thing. I pray for God, divine connections. And (laughs) I'm laughing thinking about it because... I, You know, sometimes, even, even now to my friends, I, I pray about my friends and, you know, <laughs> God is kind of like, well, I gave you that friend and, you know, you screwed that up. And I'm like, yeah, God, okay, I, I, you're right, I did, my bad, my bad. <laughs> and sometimes that happens, like sometimes, you know, even God will bless us with the right people, you know, put them in our path and we screw it up. So, hey, just repent and try again. Um, but anyway, you need strategy because if you're not moving in a focused, synchronous, syncopated path toward the goal. How do you know that you're progressing? How do you know that you're going to get there? When can you expect to get there? You know, the last podcast, I talked about the clapping season and watching others win. Well, could it be that others are winning because they're working the strategic plan and they're not just out here trying things? I can guarantee you one of the biggest mistakes that I made Um, Was just trying stuff um, because I was fearless and I am fearless, but I didn't understand that strategy was such a major component of that. I mean, I was actually just having fun and making some money. It wasn't really even intentional, but there's something so powerful about the intentional, sturdy, continued, consistent, disciplined efforts that render a result. And I just absolutely love it. I think that it's important. I think that, you know, you really can do anything with those things in your tool belt. So having those values and having those intentions about the things that you care about will really give you the results that you desire. So strategy, sometimes just like preparation We need help defining that strategy. We need help reassessing that strategy. Sometimes you had a strategic plan and you got to rework the vision. That's okay. Just make sure that you don't change the end goal. Make sure that you stay focused on the goal, even if you have to change the path that you go. Maybe something in the strategic plan didn't work. That happens sometimes. That doesn't mean you quit. That doesn't mean you give up. That means that you continue and, and persevere. And that's what we have to do, especially with strategy. One thing about strategy I love is that it helps to eliminate some of those extraneous variables. It helps us to eliminate some of those confounding variables that we could include um, trying to just do stuff, right? It helps us to stay on a path that's more sure and more certain, that's more tried and true, okay? So planning, strategy, and preparation. The third thing that I think is so important, and these last two kind of go together, three and four do, but that's why I did one and two together. So remember, preparedness gotta be prepared strategy you have to have a plan of action that renders outcomes and goals thirdly which thirdly is not a technically word but okay third (laughs) you have to self-discover if you want to win within you have to self-discover and the reason why i put emphasis on self-discover is because you can go throughout your life all you want to have and everybody tell you who you are what you're supposed to be doing what you're good at what you're not good at but you will continue to bow and live to the opinions of others you will never have a perception of who you are of who god created you to be and what you're supposed to be doing as you continue to bow to other people it does not work that way you have to get with you beside you into you understanding you knowing you learning you and that is a forever process whether you're on the stage of winning or you're at the desk working you have to win within by self-discovery because nobody can tell you like you like you can tell you who you are at the end of the day all these people who are trying to tell you who you are and they may be telling you good things and there's nothing wrong with that we're not just saying like they're they're taking away from you that's a different conversation but even if they're telling you good things you still have to decide if you're going to believe that So ultimately, it is always up to you what you believe about you. Now, how you got to that belief system, that is definitely another story indeed. Believing who you are based on your own decision of who that is, is paramount. Because for so much of my life, people told me good things, but they also told me a lot of empty things that really didn't do anything for me. For instance, growing up, I always heard like, you're so great. Like you're destined to do great things. You can do anything you want to do. Okay, all those things are great things. We, would, we wouldn't have to argue that those are things that would build a person up, that would give them hope, that would help them believe positively about themselves, but it's empty, Great. What does that mean? I can do anything. So now you've like opened the door limitlessly for me to believe, but you've not given me any direction. You've not pointed out any talents, gifts, skills, anointings, anything to help me about me. So that's why self-discovery is so important because you can go deeper into the next level of you. You can dig deep into your roots, into your childhood, into your background, into your origin, into your language, into the region in which you grew up, the country that you live in, the societal structures. You can dig into everything that makes you an individual and makes you unique to you and figure out what that means for the world. You can dig in to see things in you that nobody else can see and you can pull those things out for the world to see, but nobody can can do that work for you. Now there are a lot of different life coaches, there are a lot of different um people I guess to And I don't want to say people, but I just didn't want to start naming a lot of different roles. But there are a lot of certified, qualified, professional individuals who can help you on that path to dig into self-discovery. One of the main ones that I champion often is therapy, because a lot of times we have a lot of issues and a lot of confounding things that are working against us um, and not really for us. So we have to make sure that we are not working from issues. We are not working from past hurts and pain and brokenness. And so one thing that self-discovery does is it helps you to bring out the you in you, not based on trauma, not based on the strife of life, not based on any drastic transformational changes that don't benefit you. Okay, so again, we have to get into self-discovery. Self-discovery is simply and exactly what it means. Don't complicate it. It means discovering who you are, discovering yourself. You have to discover who you are, where you are. And this is what I mean. To my teenagers that are listening, your life will look very different at your teenage place than it will at your young adult place, than it will at your mature adult place, That it will at your elderly place. You have to continually discover who you are for where you are because who you are for where you are means a lot to what you will be doing, who you will be doing it with, why you why you will be doing what you do. For instance, I told my five-year-old this morning, I said, listen, man, if you're following people at school, they don't come home to reap those consequences. They don't come home with you. So again, the, the people that you hang out with, the company that you keep, the character that you indulge, all of those things matter to the self-discovery process. Now, I wouldn't want to be back to my Lauren Hill statement, you know, of giving you this awesome hang on cliche without giving you any power tools to really make that come alive. How do you self-discover? There are a lot of different ways you can self-discover. A lot of people discover themselves in quiet time. I think the best way to get to know yourself is to get by yourself, with yourself. That means not looking at the Instagram models, not looking at out at what other people are doing at your stage or you know peers in your life, but literally taking time with yourself, by yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you wish? What do you value? What means the most to you? What doesn't mean anything to you? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? Answering those questions. Those are great self-discovery questions. And then... Sometimes having that dialogue with someone else, I find that we learn the most about ourselves in opposition. When somebody comes up against something that you strongly believe or that you hold near and dear to your heart, you will learn how deeply you stand for, believe and fight for, want or passionately support this view, this ideology or this value that you have about yourself. Self-discovery is one of those things that you can do in a multitude of ways. You can write, you can journal, you can look back over what you've written over a a period of time. You can channel your thoughts, you know, digitally. Um, You can you can orally speak them. Again, therapy really helps you to kind of ask specific questions and dig deep into what's in your own mind and in your own heart and what's true to your experiences. And then also reading self-improvement self-help books all of those things are great tools and resources to really catapult you into knowing who you are and the purpose and the power in knowing who you are is being able to use that for the world it's the thing that sets you apart it's a thing that makes you you for what god has called you to do and i think that's a very simple concept but it's overlooked work often and we have to get back to a place of where we're doing the work the last work that i really want to talk about here is the healing work i don't think we do enough of this i see a lot of different memes online (laughs) that have to do with healing want to be attractive heal heal thyself heal you need to heal you're not broken heal 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 tell everybody to heal but you don't ever really tell everybody how you tell everybody that they should heal, but you don't tell them why they should heal. You have to do the healing work. The healing work is hard, man. The healing work—it's—it's it, a very constructive. Um, whew, it's a—it's a dirty zone, right? You got to get your hands filthy, and you got to uproot, pluck, tear down. You got to plant. You got to sow. It, it's a nasty, hard. But yet extremely rewarding, fulfilling, awesome work. Because you know that self-discovery process I talked to you about? That fourth component after preparedness and self-discovery and strategy is the healing work. You have to do the healing work. The healing work of that self-discovery component is so huge. If you look down into you and you see something that you don't like, you see something that's a product or a byproduct of something that happened to you or something that you were um, made victim to, you have to do the healing work because you can't leave that brokenness. You can't leave the scars, that bitterness, that unforgiveness, that anger, that resentment. You cannot leave that callousness, callousness there. Those are all things that you have to be resolute in. You have to be strong and built on a solid foundation of who you are for what you have to do. And I keep reiterating that because it's so powerful. You can't successfully do those things that you were called to do and you're broken. Being broken is not the will of God for you. Staying broken is not the will of God for you. Staying broken is an option. If you start doing that self-discovery work and you realize there's some healing work that needs to be done. And you decide not to do it. You decide to avoid yourself. You decide to procrastinate it. You decide to lie to yourself and say, oh, I already handled that. I already did that. I already dealt with that. I put that aside. Okay, maybe you did put it aside. Maybe you just suppressed it in your heart. And now it's manifesting in your life. More importantly, manifesting in your body as some illness, some sickness, some disease, something that... that It's not beneficial to the call of God on your life. It's not beneficial to the person, the man or woman of God, that you are preordained and destined to be. And I always talk about the path of what you are preordained and destined and called to be. Because that's the path and the goodwill that God talks about. A lot of us take on the Jeremiah verse that says, you know, I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you. Thoughts that bring you hope in the future. Okay, great. We can take that, but let's take it completely in context. That's the will of God that's his will that he preordained for us and I don't think I think we just take the feel good out of it I think we've made it kind of watered it down but that's a very powerful verse and so when it comes to the healing work you have to do the healing work you have to be willing and committed and focused and you have to be willing to do the work now I am not a proponent of healing journeys on your own. I mean, sometimes you have to, again, that self-discovery component that I mentioned of getting with yourself by yourself. Sometimes you have to do the healing work with yourself by yourself. Sometimes there's different parts of your journey. There's different parts, different parts and levels of vulnerability that you don't want to do with anybody else. Then you really don't want to include anybody on. But you have to make sure and make for certain that when you're on that journey, that you're not just soaking in what happened to you, that you're not just meditating on um the consequences, the actions, the conversations, that you're not just running your mind through all of the pain, but you're actually coming out of that place and that you're not just thinking about it long enough to where you feel the emotion again and then you dismiss it and go on about your life because that's not doing the healing work. That's tapping back into a pain that never healed. It would be the same as if I had a big gash on my arm and I opened that gash up to clean it but all I did was look at how nasty it was, and I thought about how, how I ripped my arm open and how there's blood and yuck and pus and all this disgusting stuff. And please, I'm sorry if you have a weak stomach, but this is the analogy that I really want to drive the, the point home. And I, and I never put any alcohol on it. I never go to the doctor and get any stitches. I never go get any diagnosis about any infection or anything that's in it. I just sit there and look at it and remember what happened to put it there. And then I put the Band-Aid on and I move on. That would be the same as digging into yourself or looking inside yourself. And some things we don't have to dig that hard because we never did the work on them. So we don't have to dig that hard. We don't have to look that far to know, hey, this is an issue and let's address it as such. Now, coupling my statement with some work you don't want to do with others, that's fine. But some work you need to do with others. Going back to my analogy of the gash on the arm, you know, if that gash is big enough and deep enough and painful enough, you need to seek help for that. You need to go to the hospital because you don't want to bleed out. And some of you guys are bleeding out on the inside, but it's a soul wound. It's a soul pain. So we can't physically see it but it's affecting your life. It's affecting your functionality, it's affecting your relationships, it's affecting your it's affecting your effectiveness for the kingdom. And this is what we need. We need you to do your healing work. We need you to to get help for those things. Help comes in many different forms and it depends on what The issue is so forgive me if I'm being general or vague, but I just want to direct you based on what your gash looks like, because I guarantee you just like if the gash was going from my hand all the way down to my elbow, it's a big enough gash that I should know just about where to go to get help with this now when we're talking about soul wounds maybe you need a life coach maybe you need a mentor maybe you need you know a pastor a minister maybe you need a trusted confidant perhaps you need a therapist you know um there are a lot of different things and a lot of different people and a lot of different help that can help us along that journey but I guarantee you if you commit to doing the work and if you commit to healing from the inside out then you will know very quickly, you will know very assuredly what you should do and which path you should take because you're committed. And none of these four things, preparation, strategy, self-discovery, the healing work, none of those things work without commitment. If you want to win within, you have to be committed. If you want to win within, You have to be committed. If you want to win within, you have to be committed to you because you are the only obligation to you. You are the only one responsible for you. Even if you're married, even if you have children or parents who love you, friends, boyfriend, girl, whatever, you at the end of the day are responsible for you. When we stand before God with our report about what we did here on earth, when the books are open and the pages are read, We are responsible for us. You are responsible for you. So I want you to think about these words. I want you to take those four things. Preparation, strategy, self-discovery, the healing work to win within. Win within this Wednesday. Win within this week. Win within for you. Okay, guys? So please put on your face mask, wash your hands. And until next time, guys, peace, love, and hair grease.